But there has to come a time that it's manifested. Amen. And not just a quote on a screen or something spoken from a prophet, but there has to come a time where he being the groom, the bride has to come forth because it's part of him. And it can only be the manifestation of the fulfilling of all the revelations any others has spoke of the bride. It can only manifest. If it does something different from the groom, it isn't the bride. Because she is flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone, life of his life, power of his power. Let's all read the next three words. She is him. As man and woman are one, and woman taken from his side, she has taken a spirit, the feminish spirit from him, the flesh from his side, made both mechanics and dynamics, the wife. The spirit of him and the flesh of him put it together and made mechanics and dynamics. Until the church or the people, and we know it was Easter time, his last Easter message, he was speaking, all these Easter bunnies and ceremonies and big churches and finery will fail and pass away. But the bride won't pass away. And he's not going to pass away. This morning it's going to be a very uh, personal message. It might be unusual for some of you to hear it like this. The Lord laid this on my heart to speak. You are his hiding place. You are his hiding place. Let's stand and turn to Isaiah 43. This is going to be a place uh, we can all read uh, together. Thank you, Brother Solomon, and all the, those on the media team that worked on the website. We really thank you and appreciate the outreach and what God's doing. I think Sister Serena, is, is she here today? Where's Sister Serena? She's here because she put into the web, into Google, in time church, and she's standing here today. Amen. Sister Sally put in in time church, and she visited us four Sundays. Uh, um, I'm just forgetting her last name. Yes, and so I believe that there is a ministry that, uh, that you have, and uh, the Lord is using your life, and, you, and may the Lord bless you as we come into the fall season. There's only two places in the whole Bible that this phrase, ye are my witnesses, and we're going to read them today. Two places in the whole Bible, ye are my witnesses, and we're going to read them. I wanted us to all read verse 1 to 12 out loud together. This is our friend and our brother Isaiah again ministering this morning. Let's read it to, just read it really, really loud. You don't need to be ashamed or embarrassed, just really, really, really loud, and then we'll have our seats. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, 
Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east, and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, Give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far, and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled who among them can declare this and show us former things. Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, It is true. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my people whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved, and I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Amen. And that's thus saith the Lord. And the church said, Amen. God bless you. You can have your seats. Please don't close your Bible. If you still have it there, can you just turn to verse 18? This scripture has been going through my heart for months. Remember ye not the former things? neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God. Just move down to chapter 44. You can see this in these chapters. In verse 1, it speaks about Jacob. And then in verse 2, uh, this is chapter 44, verse 2, it speaks about Jacob and then Jeshron, which is actually uh, a symbolical name of Israel. Jacob, remember, and then Israel. Jacob wrestled with the angel and then was changed to Israel. You'll find that mentioned. It, it's speaking about the old life and then the new life. But verse 3, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. Are you thirsty today? I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. 
I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. My, what a token message. And lastly, I'll put this on the screen. Verse 8, fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time and have declared it. Ye are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Praise be to God. This church ought to be alive today with just responding to the word. There is no God like our God. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. No God above our God. Verse 10 and verse 12 of chapter 43, again, only two times in the entire Bible, this phrase, ye are my witnesses, is this phrase mentioned, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord. And he repeats it in verse 10 and then verse 12, ye are my witnesses. Then the very next chapter he says, ye are even my witnesses. There was something the word was trying to convey And that's what I want to convey this morning. Are you ready for this? A lot of times, there's a lot of services and meetings. There's a lot of scriptures that are read and inspiration from spiritual people. There's a lot of songs that are sang and quotes that are quoted that reflect on Christ that reflect on God. It speaks about our Lord Jesus and what He does for us. What He's doing for us. Today I'd like to turn that around. And I'd like to really focus in on your life and my life. Our relationship with Him can't always be one-sided, one way, coming down. Lord, I'm sick. Lord, I have finance problems. Lord, I'm in trouble. Lord, I ache. Lord, I, you know, uh, Satan's after me. Uh, it can't always be that way. Uh, th- if that's the way it is, our relationship has become warped by Laodicea, which is all the me, me, and, and feminist, and trying to change and things. Just allow this morning service to be an experience for you. I want to speak on you are his hiding place. How long does it have to go until the bride recognizes who she is and stops always being on the receiving end of everything? Just listen really closely. It's not always supposed to be one way. We live in a very selfish age. We live in a very me-focused age. It affects the church. It affects a lot of our songs. It affects a lot of our worship. It affects even the way people believe. And when they hear the word, it's like it's always like they want to just soak it in like me. I have issues. I have a a situation. But today I'd like to turn that all around. Most of our experience, we are trying to draw. and, And I want to say this a little bit later. I hope to not offend anybody. But it is is all of our prayer life prayer request? Is all of our prayers just, you know, the time we spend on our knees or the time of our distressed or praying? Have we made God an errand boy? Do this, do that, heal this, save that, give me, go there. If we're not careful as believers, even on a Sunday morning, 
We can get everything down to, oh God, this, and go here, and do that, and it, the relationship becomes all one way, and it ought not to be that way. I'll say that again, is our prayer life always prayer request? It's time for that to end. It's time for us to turn our whole focus back on the Lord Jesus, back on Him. And I'm just going to say today, when is your life or my life going to change? When we just wake up or through the day or through the night even, it's always about things that surround us or me. It's time to put all that back on the Lord Jesus. Who will allow that change to happen in your life? When are God's people going to turn the tables and turn the tides? You are His hiding place. I want you to receive that as a word from the Lord today. I know it's very strange and maybe unusual. Psalms 32 says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. And we think about that often, about Him being our hiding place. And we're running into Him like a covert or like a protection. But I wonder if, he, if you can become His hiding place today. If you would be a person where the trouble leaves, the sickness leaves, the tormenting spirit leaves, all your finances, it doesn't control you anymore, where you stop being possessed by all of this. Whether you're male or female, or if you're a female that wants to be a male, or you're a male that wants to be a female, it's time to, that we find our place in Jesus Christ. Amen. Psalms 119 verse 114 says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield, I hope, in thy word. He is our hiding place. I'm not taking away from the scripture. But the bride of Christ, she is him. I believe that you have a special place in Christ. You are his hiding place. You are the only source of his peace. You are his source of comfort. I know this is opposite than what some of you might believe, but I'm going to preach it anyway. You are His hiding place. You are His place of release. You are His confidant. You are the person that He wants to talk to in your prayer life. He doesn't want you to become so busy that it's always talking about your problems and your woes. He wants you to stop a little bit and let Him talk back to you. You are His source of satisfaction. There's no other church age. There's no other people in the world like the bride of Christ. I'm not talking about this local church. I'm talking about the bride of Jesus Christ. There's no one like her that can give Jesus satisfaction. He doesn't want to lay with someone else. None of their songs can please his heart. None of their music is the right beat. None of their atmosphere he doesn't want to come in under. You are his hiding place. You are the song that that we sing. It ought to be that today, and I hope by the end of the service, Brother John could have fulfilled my duty, and that is to convey the burden of what he laid on my heart. Isaiah 32 says, And a man shall be as an hiding place from the wind. And you've always thought about that as being Christ or the Lord or the Word. And it is. 
But I wonder today if you could be a place that would be a hiding place for the Holy Spirit. From the winds and the pressures and the, and, the, and the media and the news and the negativism. I wonder today if the bride of Christ here in End Time Message Tabernacle could respond and say, I am a hiding place from the winds of this generation. Lord, you have a place in us today. He is a covert from the tempest, but you are a covert that he can run into and receive love from your life. He can receive praise from someone and worship from someone that isn't just sloppy and just always running from, to another lover. It's not just this church that we run into and are saved or our Sunday morning service that we run into and feel his presence. You as a person are, are a hiding place from the winds of this world. My, I was in my office today looking out of this window and there was a bunch of runners running down this road. I, I think there's a marathon or some running. Is that right, Sister Rachel, going on? I don't know what it's called, but they're running. They're running. They took off their dresses and they're running in their, in their shorts today. I, they must have forgot their dresses. Come on, everybody. You know, they, they took off their long pants. They, was, they lost their pants on the deal, you know, and, and they're running. They're running for whatever they're running for. I'm glad that we can say we're running for Christ. Amen. Amen. They might get a little ribbon or a little trophy or a little feel-good feeling that they finished the marathon. I'm not downing that. But I'm glad to know that we're in this place saying, Lord, we want this place to be a refuge for you. Please don't run by this uh, address and feel comfortable, Lord. Turn in here, Lord, and come up this side of the building and just come into the church and feel wonderful here to sit down and receive our praises. Feel comfortable in our Sunday school, Lord, little children. I think all of us need to be like little children more. Give little babies attention. Talk to them a little bit. Go down on a knee and talk to somebody that's on, uh, on this. Uh, Brother, Brother Paul, is your son there? Is he awake? Send him on up here. Amen. Just come on up here. Come on up here. and He's my friend. Come on up here, brother. Can you come and see Brother John? Amen. How you doing today? Good. Yeah, you're, <laughs> your brother, he had an accident, didn't he? Yeah. He, we prayed for him, didn't we? He's probably streaming today saying, what are they doing to my brother down there? But we're going to pray for your brother and pray he recover from that, okay? God bless you. Let's give the Lord praise for little children. Little children. Jesus loves the little children. We've got to have time for our little children. Unless we become like little children. Some of us adults, we get so caught up in our adult issues and adult problems and we get up here somewhere and we need to lower ourselves. You need to realize that you are a covert from the tempest for the Lord Jesus. You say, but that scripture speaks that he's rivers of water in a dry place for me, Brother John. And I am in a dry place, so I need rivers of water. And that's all true. I'm not taking away from the scripture today. Our Lord is a shadow of a great rock in a weary land. Who would agree with that today? But I'm turning it around. Do you know that you're a rock for him in a weary land? We sing the song, and Sister Jessica sang it quite a few times. 
some of the verses in the last couple of weeks. I think the India team was away. We set, preached some messages on He is our secret place and uh, sanctuary. You know the song, You Are My Refuge. Yes. You Are My Sanctuary. How many remember the song? You Are My Hiding Place. I'm not taking away from the song today, but I am turning it around. Do you know that you are His refuge? You are His sanctuary? Do you know that you are His hiding place? I mean, where can He go? You say, we sing the song, where could I go but to the Lord, but where does He go today? Is He going to go to the Baptist church? Is He going to go to the Catholic church? Is He going to go to another church that believes there's three of Him when the Bible speaks about there being one God? Does He feel comfortable there? I would say, God help us, Lord, to... Let us not sing songs that we're singing lies. You are my refuge. And then through the week we're running to alcohol or we're running to, you know, drugs or vaping or something. Or we're looking, you know, we're spending hours and hours doing something that I'm, I'm sure the Lord is just hurt sometimes with our attitude toward Him. You are His hiding place. You've left Him out in the cold. You're too busy with your life. He makes Him feel uncomfortable. God, help us today. Your children will come around. Your grandchildren will come around. Don't be distracted on a Sunday morning with how they're doing. God's going to take care of His elect. Apply the token and release yourself. I think we should love those songs, You Are My Refuge. I think we all agree with He is my sanctuary. I, I think we all agree today He's our source of strength. I think it would be unanimous. But I wonder if you've realized who you are as the bride of Jesus Christ. Once you and I respond to our lovely Lord Jesus, do we always remain needy? Some of you are going to have to dig down a little bit. I actually said, do you always remain needy? And I marked that out this morning and put, do we? Because I'm including myself. Do, are we always a needy bride? Are we always asking? Asking, asking, lowly, lowly. Are we always a burden? Do we always feel like we're unworthy? Is that our attitude? Are we always a burden? Asking, asking. Does it just consume us all the time? Do we always have a complaint? Are, are we getting more ornery as we get older? It might get a little bit quiet for the next few minutes, but we need to stop being ornery. That word came across my notes this week and I wrote it down. I had to look it up. But the word ornery means to be irritable. It means to be touchy. It means to be crabby. Are you brother crab in the church? Are you sister crabby? Have we traded our smile and our joy for depression? Have we traded our name, which is the wife of Jesus Christ? I'm being honest today. I, I'm just preaching to you what the Lord laid on my heart. People become ornery. They're bad-tempered. They're short-tempered. They're touchy. They're irritable. They're like Brother Steve ministered on Wednesday. We, God raised up a church that's stronger than that. That our feelings aren't always just, you know, it's not, the church doesn't always revolve around you or your family or me or somebody else. That we're a body here. And you find as a person gets older, they can become an or ornery person. Yes. Is your atmosphere ornery? Yes. 
Oh, I think I need to preach on this a little bit. Maybe seven minutes isn't long enough. Maybe I need to title a, Lord, help us to stop being ornery. Is our character becoming more ornery? God, forgive us today, Lord. Have I shut you out of my life? Do I give you a few minutes on a Sunday and then that's it? I've done my duty. Maybe Sunday night, maybe Wednesday. Maybe we pray for a few minutes. I, I just want to say, God, help us today. I think it would help all of us. Amen. On behalf of your spiritual well-being and those around you, stop being ornery. Amen. Stop being contrary. God's bigger than that. But you're bigger than that. I, I'm here to encourage you today. I'm here to agree with you. Let me ask you another personal question. This is a real different type of a service. What if God never spoke to you again in your whole life? Amen. I actually asked the question. What if God never spoke to you again in your whole life? Would you fall away? I'm staying with my message. Right, amen. If God never spoke to you again, and the very one we invite every service, and the very one we want to fill our hearts every day, and yes. we want Him to talk with us as we walk down our pilgrim journey, but what if He never spoke to you again? Would you fall away? Do you always need a pacifier in your life? Are you the type of person that's just as far along as you've become? It's just the pacifier. It's just always something. If you never heard his voice again, how would you live your life? I think most of us in this room are without excuse. We've heard God speak to us enough. God has spoken to us. God has taken care of us. God has been good to all of us. I'm speaking to encourage you. This might not be what you wanted to hear today, but if God never spoke to you again, you can make it in the rapture. You have enough messages. You have enough word. You have the Bible. You have the prophet. You have family. You have Bible studies. We have youth meetings. We have people that come from Africa to preach. We have people that come across you know, the county to preach, some across the border. But God is speaking to us. Amen. You don't always need to hear his voice all the time to be an overcomer. Right. You've heard his voice. Yes. That's right. But sometimes if we don't hear his voice, we get afraid. Sure. We think every day we got to hear. We think every service has got to be for us. We think every, every month, is, is this church is dry. The church is so cactus-filled and so miserable. If God never spoke to us again, this church ought to be a very happy church. We ought to be rejoicing. Sometimes, though, we get nervous. We get upset. If God doesn't talk to us right away, we get upset. If we don't hear His tender voice, we get nervous. If God don't straighten out our relationship, we just think, well, I don't have the Holy Ghost. We go two weeks without hearing the voice of God. We say, well, maybe I'm not a believer. I think that's a bunch of nonsense. I think we need to give the Lord Jesus more respect and more faith to say, Lord, if you never speak to me again, I will not be a demanding bride to you. I'm not going to demand this and demand that. I'm not going to manipulate you no more. Stop demanding God to be a certain way. He's the husband and we're his wife. He loves us. He knows what we have need of. 
I'm not going to be manipulating him. Well, then I'm not going to pray then. I'm not going to go to church no more. I'm not going to be this no more. And we start getting pouty. And even when we're weak, we start dragging God through our weakness. And pretty soon we're seeing everything is weak. And the country's weak. And our spouse is weak. And our friends are weak. And nobody texts me anymore. Nobody's bought me a coffee. And no one sends me a nice message. I mean, who gave me a gift? And we start comparing ourselves one to another. And I think God wants to break it out of that. Break us out of this. We compare ourselves to one another. We compare ourselves to other churches. We compare ourselves to other people. If we're a sister, you know how that sister is. Or if we're a brother, it's how that brother is. Or what kind of car he drives. Or what kind of house he lives in. And, and we ought not to do that today. You are his hiding place. You ought to be able to say, thank you, Lord, for the house I live in. Thank you for the bridge I live under. I just heard this news, maybe you heard it, and it was confirmed this morning. It was a homeless lady that got bitten by that uh, alligator. It was an alligator in Florida, and they found out it was a homeless lady, and she had trespassed just, I think, some weeks ago. The police had trespassed her from another reserve and things. She had been in. She was living under certain places and things, and, and then they found her. I think it was Friday or Saturday. A man saw uh, this big alligator. I think it was long, many feet long, was just biting on a person, and they found her body, and she had passed away. We can get living like that. We can start living down dark alleys of despair. We can live down in the cesspools of our past and, and our DNA and, you know, what all comes up through our family strains or what university taught us or our college taught us or homeschool taught us. No, God knows everything. Don't limit yourself to all of, that, all of those things. We're not going to need a degree in heaven. He is our hiding place. His Word is our hiding place. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong. I said, let the weak say I am strong. Do you feel weak today? Say, I am strong. Let the poor say. You're all going to have to help me preach. I'm slugging it out. Let the poor say. Are you serious? Are you serious? Let the poor say. Well, I, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. We're all rich in this building. Amen. That's what our prophet said after Brother Steve came back and reminded us of, of, Israel, of the India report. Amen. And I listened to it over and over and over. And it was in that message. Brother Branham talked about the man that is getting food out of the garbage over here in America is like a millionaire. They're better off than anybody over in India. You just go hear the messages that our brothers pre or say. Write it down on a piece of paper. I did. I listened to it probably five or seven times. India, trip report. And you'll start getting under the burden. Getting under the burden. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let him that's weak say, I am strong. This is as I was with Moses. See, just say in your heart that I am now strong. I am now strong. I am not feeble. I am not dis under despair. Right. I am not an afterthought. Right. I have now accepted Jesus as my Savior and have never have any negative testimony anymore. Right. 
just believe it. God is under obligation or Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father to accept you. Can we all go like this? That's his body language. That's his posture. It's not this. It's not this. It's not pushing you down. It's like this. Thank you, Brother Todd. Amen. It's like this. That ought to be, you are his hiding place. We, we become a hiding place to others. We become a place that others can run into and be saved. Because of your testimony, you are my witnesses. Ye are my witnesses. Remember not the former things. I'm quoting Isaiah 43. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will show you a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? Some of us need to stop right there and say, Yes, I will know it. Yes, I will know it. I know that I'm supposed to be reading three chapters a day or a chapter, but I need to stop right there, Brother Mark, and say, I shall know it. I shall know you. I am his witnesses. And just start confessing that today. Maybe the Lord's talking to somebody today. Then I'm going to give the Lord time to talk to you. Just start confessing what the Lord's done. Divine healing cannot be any plainer than that. It's to the weakest. You do it. Remember, God's word will defeat Satan anywhere, any place, any time, and any condition. And that includes Whatcom County. That includes your situation. Stop letting the preacher always say it. You need to say, that includes my situation. That includes my marriage. That includes my university. That includes my workplace. Hmm. It is the Lord talking to us. Stop making God our errand boy. Do this, God. Do that, Lord. Run after this. Go over there. Have we developed past that, friends? Do we just keep repeating how unworthy we are all the time? I'm so unworthy. I'm so insignificant. I'm so insufficient. You'll never overcome like that. You'll never look up and see Christ for who He is. We've got to grow past that, friends. We've got to recognize that He has needs. The bride has got to recognize that He has needs. Oh, you say, not my God. He lives up there on the throne and he's big. His train fills the temple and I'm a little nobody. I'm down here like a little peon, like a little flea. I'm just like a little grain of sand down here on this planet, spinning out here. If you, if you always meditate like that and you ponder that and you think about this like that and you're so little and I'm so nothing and I, you know how bad I feel this morning. How sick I really am. How financially, you know, you struggle so much. If you're always thinking that way, you'll never be an overcomer. We've got to recognize that God has needs. Say, I didn't know he was needy. He's needy for your fellowship. The world is bankrupt 
for fellowship with God. They, they have made everything else their God. Come on, friends. We've already said there's no God like our God. But it's very apparent in Seattle, that place just draws 70,000 plus people. They have Taylor Swift, it's 70,000. They have another group a few weeks later and they broke the record, over 70,000. Beyonce was just down there, just Thursday, and she, thousands of people. It's very apparent that our little church isn't drawing that kind of, what are people magnetized to? Is it to God? Are people being attracted to God in your workplace? Are people more spiritual? Do people just drop when they hear about a need? Do they just go into prayer immediately? Or do they start to gossip? My goodness. Do they start to thinking about, oh, that sister, that brother? They immediately go into, well, that's, they go to that church, so it's the judgment of God. But if it's our church, it's, oh, put it out there. The chat's got to know. The pastor's got to know. Everybody's got pray for so-and-so. They come to our church. But if they go to another church, it's like, oh, you know, well, that's a wrong spirit. And that's not the Holy Spirit. We've got to grow past that. We've got to see that God has needs. He has desires today. God wants to see us in the house of God rejoicing and thankful in the middle of the trial. Yes. Amen. God wants a bride that he can respect. Yes. I know I'm turning everything around. You say, we respect you, Lord. We love you, Lord. But he wants a bride that he can respect. Yes. Where she adores him. Yes. She's thankful. Yes. She's appreciative. Yes. Is everyone doing okay? Let's go to this scripture speaking about peace. Maybe some could write in your notes, I am his hiding place. Amen. Oh, well, I, I'm unworthy, Brother John. I'm not even a Christian. I've not even been baptized. Well, all of us were born that way. We all had to start somewhere. Don't be embarrassed when you make a mistake. Brother John has been in the message 51 years and raised around the message and been ministering since I was 18. There's a lot of personal things we know about people's private lives. There's a lot of things we know about people in this room and their private lives. But do I bring it up all the time? Is it something we always talk about and share and... We hear about someone else. Do you, when you're around Brother John, am I always talking about the dirty laundry of another church or another ministry? Come on, friends. I'm asking you, what, what's your conversations like? Then? What's your atmosphere like? I believe the Lord Jesus wants you to be a hiding place. This is what Paul said about peace. Let me go into this area for a few minutes. For he is our peace. Ephesians 2.14, He is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. And I think all of us would agree that He is my rest. He's my shalom. It's when I find a quiet place in Him, that's where I'm strong. When in His presence, that's where I am strong. It's in His presence, that's where I belong. We sing about it, we talk about it, but do we really know what it is? 
Who's heard a message of Brother Branham called The Life Story? I know he spoke it many times, and I, I listen to them occasionally. I listen to one this week at least five or six times because I just want to hear Brother Branham's life and what he went through. And it's amazing. It would humble all of us if we came down to our death's door and the few things that we had on our minds, like Sister Hope did when she was passing away of TB, said, oh, forgive me, I had to buy some other stockings. You know, rayon chiffon, rayon chiffon, and Brother Branham had got the kind that he thought would fit her, and he actually got two of them, because my, the, you know, he said, you sisters or ladies shop, and, you, and I got a good deal, I bought two of them. He was so proud of himself for getting these rayon chiffon, whatever it was, stockings, you know, and he said, yeah, I always wondered why when we got up there to that city that she had to get some more stockings. And on her deathbed, she's bringing that up. Would you forgive me? I gave them to your mother. They're for older women. She was in her teens or 20. I think she was 20 or 21 years old, dying on a bed saying, don't stay single. Don't let Billy Paul go from pillar to post. This is a 20, 21-year-old. Was she 21, Brother Ken? 20, 21. This is character. This is Hope Brumbach, Branham, that had just gone through of the flood, and she caught TB, and then little Sharon Rose gets TB. And now her eyes are crossing, and Brother Branham is in a amidst of, of, of trying to help out other people. He's trying to pull his, you know, um, trying to, his boat. To, there was a huge flood there in, in Jeffersonville. And there's Maya, and he's saving mothers and children. And a mother saying, that's my baby. Where's my baby? And he thought that she had left her baby back in the house when really it was a three-year-old that was there. And, and, and he run and goes back to the house and ties up his boat and, and all of these things, and now it's being going down some waterfalls, going over. And he's remembering, calling the holy rollers, those holy rollers, trash. Brother Branham's thinking of all this when it's dark and his, and his motor won't start and motor won't start. And he said, God, if you'll forgive me. Yeah. And he got out of there. Yeah. But his wife dies and she's laying on her desk saying, you know why this is all happening? Yeah, I do. It's amazing. When we get down to these places that Brother John's been trying to bring our church to for the last several months, if you notice, down to the things that really matter the most. It's the Lord Jesus. It's having Him in your life. Do you all appreciate that? I mean, God, keep our church where it's the atmosphere and keep pointing us back to He is our peace. I say, God, give us more 20 and 21-year-olds that have that kind of character. Say, he is my state of tranquility. That's where I live. You might live in Washington State, but we need more tranquility in our homes. Satan's wanting to bust things up and tear it up and break up things and all the havoc of war and all the rage. Let's all say rage. You better believe it in Ukraine today. Rage and havoc of war. 
and millions and billions of dollars is, is not going to fix the issue. You can have Biden, you can have whatever, throw all kinds of millions and billions at it. And if you don't pay your taxes, they're going to come after you for $220. But they'll throw millions and billions into somewhere that, friends, it's just, it's just like an ever-ending, it's going down, down. America don't have that money. It's going bankrupt. I'm thankful we have a hiding place in the Lord Jesus today. And it's not in the White House or the Pentagon. It's in the Lord Jesus. But I want to turn this around today. You are His peace. You are His quietness. In the midst of all the rage and havoc and lack of peace and disharmony and dis comes you. I know when I speak like this that I'm speaking in a situation maybe where there's fighting or havoc or war. I know that sometimes when we minister, Brother Steve and other ministers, Brother John is going to minister tonight, that we're living in a place where people are looking for security, even in the message. They're looking for safety. They just want to be happy and have harmony and be safe to see God blessing them. We just want God's blessing on our lives. And I've heard it said that's the reason why God isn't blessing us or the family or a church is because of sin. And I'm not discounting that. There can be sin in the camp. There can be sin that's not... um, Someone could just say, I'm sorry or I was wrong. And many times you say, well, that ought to just end it all. Well, no. Brother Branham taught us you need to go back to the person that you hurt. You need to go back to that loved one or that situation. You, need to, you can't just say, well, I made it all right between me and God. It doesn't end it all there. That's why there's still not peace. You need to go all the way. You need to stretch out the borders of your heart to include the body and the spirit of that other person. You say, well, God forgave me. Well, maybe you're still being ornery. Maybe you're still being arrogant. Maybe you're still trying to say, would you forgive me? And this, but it was so hard. And and da, 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 da. I did this, but, 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 but. You just negated what you said. Just say you're sorry. Hello, adults. Just say, please forgive me. Well, I'm not going to do that. That's what your children do. And you maybe have the authority to give them a little spanking or something. Some of us need a little big spanking or something. Or something meaning God might be allowing something in your life to say, I'm trying to get you to the place where you can be a hiding place for me. I led you to salvation. Not for you just to say, I'm free, I'm saved. But for you to be a hiding place. A covert. A place I can get into when the storms of life and the winds, Brother Eddie, are coming against me. You say, well, he is my hiding place. I'm turning it right around. The Lord Jesus is saying, you are my hiding place. When there's no one else singing a song in the night, there's my bride. Lord, help the message to get through. God, help us to be men and women where we fear nothing and we're content with 
what God has given us. They would say an earthly lot. Let be be contented. Whatever sort of thing that might be right now. I just, I will praise you in the storm. You are his peace. You are his sanctuary. You are his secret place. Let me ask you something today. Throughout your whole Christian life, you've heard, he is your secret place. Run into him and be saved. He is your refuge. And today, a minister is having enough courage to turn that around and say, you are that to the Lord. You are his secret place. You are his private place. You are his peace. You are his refuge. I just have been feeling to say this for about the last month. It's been on my heart. Lord, help us to go deeper in our church. Help End Time Message Tabernacle as individuals to go deeper in the Word. We need to stop being so much surface believers, surface feeders. You know, they have fish that are like surface feeders, and they just feed off the surface. Most of them are little fish. You find the deeper Bigger fish, they go deeper. They go, and we need to stop being surface feeders. Surface message believers. And I'm being really serious. The world has TikTok, they have shorts, they have all kinds of little expressions, they have little this. You know, Twitter has this amount of words, this amount of words, and it's because this age, it's become so fast-paced, short, quick, movement, movies. If you don't have things moving every few seconds, we can become, we're in the message. We can be trained like that. Just a little scripture, just a little quote. Come on, help me out a little bit. I'm asking the Lord to help us to go deeper. So when he's answering the prayer, stop kicking against the pricks. He wants you to go deeper. He wants you to go further. It's not just a little three-liner quote. Sometimes we need more than just, you know, you know, let the weak say I am strong. You need to read that chapter. Sorry. Tie up Brother John's hands. One day, Brother Mark, I'll be like you and can just talk and just talk like this maybe. Amen. I need to stop that. Amen. Some of you need to say, you need to stop that, Brother John. No, I'm never going to be that way. I refuse to just be a Pharisee and this type of minister that's above everybody, overlord. I'd much rather get right down there with Brother Gaberlick and just be in the aisle with him. Would this church agree to go on a journey with me to stop being a surface believer? You are his friend. You are his friend. We need to sing that song, somebody. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. He calls me. Amen. Stop being arrogant and ornery and a sourpuss and crabby. Don't, Don't they say you are what you eat? Is that what they say, Brother Timothy? Is that what they say? You are what you eat? Are we eating too many crabs around here? And I'm not thinking of no one. I'm just being honest. Are we eating a bunch of crabs? You are what you eat. I know it's crab season. Amen. But, you know, we need to throw them in. They say, I'm not going to eat crabs no more. I'm going to eat what God has for me. I need the outflow to be more love and mercy and forgiveness. I'm going to stop being crabby. I'm going to stop being ornery. 
I'm going to stop just leaving the service and jumping right out and going. I'm going to shake some hands. I'm going to talk to some people and find out they have burdens too. And they have problems too. How you doing, Brother Yosef? I'd like to visit your school one day. Will they let me come in there? You think maybe? Probably not. You know, where's your pass, you know? I want to go in and see the Smouts ladies. They're at that Whatcom Community College. I think our Ukrainian pastor is going to BTC. Is that right? Is that right, Amina? What school is he going to? Maybe? Is, he, is your father going to school? What school is that? Yeah, BTC. Yeah, I said it right. Amen. He just drives right by here, goes right by this sign every day. Bless him, Lord. We need to remember our homeschoolers and those that are going to school and things. In Psalms 9, can I just have a couple more minutes and then we're close. You can go to your lunch. Psalms 9 says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Say, but we read that before. Let's turn this around. The bride will be a refuge for him. When no one else wants to give him what he deserves, I will, I choose to believe the word. I choose to pray today for my food. You better pray for your food. I said, you better pray for your food. You don't know who's back there, who they were with last night. I'm just being serious, friends. We, we get so lazy. We get so lazy. And I know some of you say, just get off this. Just, no, we need to be a refuge for the Lord. Amen. In times of trouble, we need a church that is lively, full of the Spirit. We need to be a lighthouse to those that are in trouble. How many's heard that phrase, too blessed to be stressed? Too blessed. I think Brother Ernie Villanueva would say things like that. Yeah. Lord, rest his peace. Rest him today. He's, he's, he's laying in the grave, so Brother John will say it. Amen. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Yeah. Well, some of you know Brother John, and I get stressed. You need to say, stop being so stressed. You're too blessed to be stressed. You know, I'm convinced that most of God's people have more than enough. Amen. You have yes. more than enough. Yep, that's right. I said you have more than enough. Yes. I'm convinced of that. I, we, we think it's so bad, and God is saying, you have more than enough. Yes. I'm convinced that if God never did anything more for you or for me, we are blessed. Yes. We are blessed. Yes. There's no reason to get upset at the pastor. Because there's a lot of churches that don't have a pastor. There's no, we get so upset at the song leader. I know of churches that they would love to have a song leader. Somebody that could even, you know, sing out of a tin can. I mean, they want to turn down the volume on this brother. I know that, you know, they don't want to turn down the volume on the pastor. He sings out of tune. Well, that pastor, he's like that. Here he goes again. Everybody roll their eyes. Here he goes again. Until they need a pastor. So they go for a year without a pastor. They go for two years without a pastor. 
till they go for seven years with that. And it's like, give me anybody. Just give me a body. I'm just being serious. We, we get so lazy. We get so one-sided. And God's turning everything around. Today, you ought to be saying, I'm too happy to be sad. I'm too grateful to be upset. I'm too appreciative to be miserable. I'm too satisfied to go to the world. Okay, Lord, if you never speak to me again, I'm never going to the world. That's a lot better. If you don't speak to me by 8 o'clock this evening, I'm going to the world. You be demanding. You become manipulative. That's what the world does. They manipulate other people. I'm going to have a bad attitude until the whole house has a bad attitude. I'm going to be miserable till everybody's miserable. I'm going to start throwing things till everybody's throwing things. I'm going to kick the cat so everybody kicks the cat. Poor cat, you know, and it wants to run to the neighbors. We have too many young people running to the world. I'm being really serious, friends. In the last two weeks, Brother John has heard personal testimonies. Some was last week, last Sunday, of people in the message. You have a husband, you have a wife, and they're so beautiful, they're wonderful, they believe the message, and you start talking to them, this son went to the world, that daughter's in the world, this, they divorce, they're, they're not serving God, they're on drugs, they're out, they don't know if they're a him or a her or an it or a pizza. I'm being serious, people are doing that today. They, don't, they want to marry their cat and their dog and their cell phone. You think, you're just being funny. That's all. People are doing that today. They become so obsessed, they want to marry their cell phone. Some of us need to say, Lord, I'm so satisfied with you. There's nothing of this world that's better than you. I'm going to serve you with all of my heart. If I don't have a pastor, if I don't have a song leader, if tonight we have no specials or ten specials, we have a church building. Thank God we're not pulling wires and setting up chairs. And Oh, the website went down. The website couldn't reach the website. Well, the website's already brought people to the Lord. There's hundreds of people that are saying, where's the website? Because they want to stream a message. Stop living on the edge. God's been good to you. Let me paraphrase that. God's been really good to you. Anybody want to stand up and complain? No, no. Has anybody got a problem bigger than our God today? No. Say, Brother John, when are you going to get off of that? Not this whole service. Amen. God help us. Yeah. We live on the edge, but God's been good to us. Yes, yes. God has been good, yes. God is good, and He will be good. Amen. Amen. Psalms 41, I know we read this a few weeks ago. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Amen. We need more people in the church that are like that, in the message that are like that. Say, God is my refuge? Absolutely. Nothing's wrong with God. He's so strong. He is so mighty. There's nothing our God cannot do. I'm turning it around today. You need to be a refuge. You need to be a strong one. You need to be a very present help in a time of trouble. Brother John's not adding to the word today by what I'm preaching. I'm bringing the other side. We need to be more of a person that when everything's down, we can carry our load. When everyone's going through a dry time and the rain's falling on you, that you're not arrogant and more spiritual than ever. I pray more than them. 
I've listened to more tapes than them. Well, God bless you, but it didn't do any good for you. We need more men and women that can listen to the Word and become the Word. They receive the Word. They, they be changing as they're looking into His face. You don't need nobody to hound you. You don't need no sticker chart. I'm talking about the adults. Sunday school can have a, a sticker chart. Bring your Bible. Pray every day. Pray every day. Put your sticker chart in the Sunday school. But I'm not going to have one out here. But I do believe we could all love the Lord more. Amen. Sorry, Brother Solomon. You're going to have 28 songs to sing at the end of the service. You know. No, friends, we need more of Jesus in our lives. Amen. We need more of God to where this bride can be what you are, Lord. She is Him. Amen. Say, man, that brother's the go-to guy if the lights are out. If the lights are out on Saturday... Just tell Brother Bill, and by Sunday morning, the lights will be back on. That's all you got to do. He's a go-to guy. Brother Andy's a go-to person. We got other people in our church, on, on the ladies, and they'll just, something, some need comes up, they're an ever-present help in the time of trouble. Do you all want to be more like that? Well, the lights are out. The lights are out. Well, Brother Bill will take care of it. Well, Brother Bill is going on vacation. In a couple weeks. Yeah. Oh, the church is going to fall apart. It better not. There better be a couple more brothers come a little early or open, blow off. The, there ought to be standing in line saying, you all blow off the sidewalk. Show them where that is, brother, please. And where the battery is, maybe, you know. Do you want to be an ever-present help? Let me look for a place to close. We are His Victory. The church is his victory. I'm skipping some things. I'm reading the highlights. We come forth in this last days with this glorious gospel showing his victory. He died for this purpose. And we are proof of his victory. Just declare that today. My family has... My, our purpose is for the glory of God. We... He died so that our family is going to be victorious. Yes. We are going to be positive. Amen. We are proof of His victory. Amen. Can the church say amen? amen? I am proof of His victory. By His stripes I am healed. Amen. Say, I'm sick today. By His stripes I am healed today. Just so upset at you, Brother John. There's nothing I can say or do to get around you. There's no reason. I should be in despair then. There's no reason. You just always say something positive. Praise God. Whew. Well, I don't want to be guilty of the contrary. That's right. I, I know we need to feel one another's compassion and things. Mm -hmm. But when you look at this picture I have on the screen and see the holiest of holiest and the sanctuary in that place. He's calling you into that place, believers. Believers, He's calling you into that personal place. He's calling us into this from the outer court to the inner court to the holiest of holies. Our Lord Jesus is calling us. You, you are His hiding place. So as our musicians come, just go ahead and come and how many will just say, 
He is a refuge to me. He is a refuge to me. He is my refuge. I mean, and some of you was a refuge even last night to others. Thank you. He's a refuge. But after today, you ought to say, I am his refuge. Say, Brother John, to say he is our peace, it's like, yes, he's my peace. But after today, you ought to be able to say, Lord, I want to give you some peace. I wrote in my notes the other day, Lord, how can I satisfy you? How can I satisfy you? Maybe that would be a good mission statement for this week. What could we do more to satisfy the Lord? Do you all agree? We have found a sanctuary in the Lord Jesus. That is true. And today, a little minister is putting it right back in front of all of us. You are his sanctuary. When are you going to stop running around and confessing something different than what he's saying to you? He's listening today. He's listening to how we're going to take a service like this. He's, that's just Brother John's opinion. That's just Brother Steve. He's going to, Brother Steve's going to minister Wednesday night again. Have you enjoyed the ministry? Have you enjoyed the ministry? We need different ministers from Brother John. I'm looking forward to tonight, him coming and ministering the word. I, I, I support the new generation. I'll give them the microphone and I'll, get them a, I'll give them a platform because I believe that that's where the bride of Christ, they need to look at just beyond where we've been and God doing things in our families and our young families and our those that are coming in, we need to start talking to new converts the way that we should. If not, we'll have a whole generation that's raised in the message and they go right to the world. They go right to the world. And God help us not to be like that. Let our children and our grandchildren sense some joy about Does the church agree? Did this help anybody today? Like, Can we be less ornery and irritated? And more free and say, Lord, I'm giving that to you, Lord. I, I've done all that I can. Say, I've done all that I can. I'm going to trust you now. Yeah, I've done all that I can. I'm just going to believe you, Lord. It's out of my hands. And then when you go a few minutes or you see something and you grab it back. Stop. That's not right. You're not trusting. You might have gave it to him, but as soon as something happens... And you're grabbing it again, and you're, we need to stop that. We need to grow to a place that we let the Lord Jesus just say, Lord, I'm letting you go. It's, it just seems like you could say a lot and do a lot and text a lot, and you're just letting it go. I'm just going to let the Lord handle that. The Lord is going to have to take care of that. I, I can't do that on my own. Are you there yet? Are you there? Are what we pre is what we're preaching affect anybody on Monday? Yes. Tuesday? If not, we might as well shut the doors. We, it was a startup church and they did good for two years, but I don't think that's the will of God. No. I think it's time for us to go deeper. Amen. Go further. Yes. Keep the lighthouse on and yes. 
Stop playing church and become the church. Have character in our lives and stop kicking the rock down the road and think the new generation will clean up our mess. No, we need to clean up our mess. We need to go to the altar. We need to say, I'm sorry. We need to lead by example. Heavenly Father, I commit to you the service today and the words. I pray for every single person, Lord, that in the area of their finances, you know all about it. In their family relationships and sometimes strains, you know all about it. In their jobs and their duties, Lord, he knows, you know. In their health, Lord. Help us not to live on the edge all the time and know that we need to do certain things and then be so headstrong and arrogant that we're not willing to just admit we could do better, Lord. Our temples could be handled better. I'm really believing the Lord is causing us to turn a corner, church. I really feel He's asking us. Maybe you're making a life decision. Maybe somebody here has been praying or thinking you have a burden and it's a life change. I want you to know Jesus Christ is here to guide you and lead you. He knows all about it. Heavenly Father, I just commit the the words that were spoken down into the ground of your presence, Lord. Help us to water it with our praises. Help us to water it not with wandering spirits and wandering eyes and wondering about this and wondering. Help us, Lord, learn to live more settled. More settled. To be able to understand that you delight in us. We are what makes you happy. Help us not to think that church is just a place we go to where we always are on the receiving end. But help this church to be a place that we can give back. We can give back. We can give back to you, Lord. And make our homes more like that. Make our cars more like that. Make our buses more like that and the transportation, Lord, that we have to go on to school or university or to work sometimes. We sanctify it in the name of Jesus. Let's stand. We sanctify our minds. We sanctify our thinking. I sanctify my attitude. I sanctify my past, Lord, the old ways, that you would do a new thing, that you would start, Lord, a freshness and a newness within my heart. I want to say forgive us, Lord, for being surface feeders. If there's anyone here that's just been surface and surface, Shine around from the deep end. I pray that you would turn them around today, that they would really make a firm decision to go deeper, to consider these things. I pray and commit the congregation to you, Lord. In Jesus' name.